Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. (laughs) Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The magnificent football Monday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. It's great to be on right now with our friends at Stadium. Uh, Stadium carrying us weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're watching us, I'm great to have you here. We'll be handicapping week six in the National Football League. We'll give you our bets for the Packers and the Raiders on Monday Night Football and the two baseball games tonight in the National League as we move along. WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. The whale capper Drew Dinsick will join us at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time coming up in hour number three. Always great to welcome whale to the show. Um, NBC Sports betting analyst. Lockmas is still to come as well. Santa Locky, a.k.a. Ken Barkley, is going to tell you how to bet national championship right now in college football following week six in the great sport. And again, all our bets for tonight are on the way. But for now, we continue our handicap, our early handicap of week six in the National Football League. We touched on the Chiefs and the Broncos on Thursday Night Football to end our number one. Uh, and we begin our number two now in London. Yet another London game coming up. So, Jake, fade the music up here. And, Ken, let's talk about two teams that are very familiar with each other, have played in the playoffs a couple times in the last couple years. And that is the Baltimore Ravens, quote-unquote, at the Tennessee Titans. Again, this will be a London game coming up on Sunday morning. And the point spread here, surprising to me, I don't know, Ken, if you agree, or if you, the listener, or viewer, if you'll agree, where I bet MGM right now, the Ravens, off of their, and I bet the Steelers yesterday, so God bless, off of their inexplicable loss yesterday on the road in Pittsburgh to the Steelers where receivers dropped about 19 passes that would have resulted in 600 Baltimore points. Again, I'm happy it happened. I bet the Steelers. Also, it was ridiculous. So a crazy loss for the Ravens as a... Uh, they're only like a three, three-and-a-half point favorite against Tennessee, who gave up about a billion yards of total offense to Anthony Richardson, and then he got hurt, then Gardner Minshew came in, another billion yards of offense to the Indianapolis Colts. The Titans lose that game to Indy, and we're basically like in between three and three-and-a-half right now for the Ravens. Uh, total in this game is 39-and-a-half. So, Ken, your initial handicap, please. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. The Ravens and the Titans from London. Yeah, my, my number for this game was really close to the opener because I was trying to be like, all right, what is this going to be like? You know when the when the market opens i i have a strong opinion that i like baltimore 
but like what's the market going to be because maybe i maybe i'll you know the market will open and i won't want to bet baltimore and you know my number was three and a half and i go okay like so maybe three and a half or four i was like maybe that'll be the opener and then you know opens three and a half space three and a half's kind of live on the board for a long time and then tennessee starts getting bet and you know i think one of the reasons that that's happening and because this has been a phenomenon like for a couple of years when teams have this they just get bet against it doesn't have to be right that just happens uh this will be the third straight road game for the ravens and it's the third straight road game with a twist right because now the third road trip is actually overseas and so when teams have this it's like viewed as a huge negative right um teams with three straight home games like less travel you tend to play well dallas famously played a stretch i think last season where they played three straight home games and won by like 100 to 10 i think over the three games or something like that um so it's just it happens on occasion so it's like a rough spot for the ravens and once once i was kind of like all right it seems like there's interest in tennessee it's like all right uh i think this is going to go to three and i think when it does that i'll bet baltimore and uh i'd be confident that they're way better than that versus the titans i actually love talk about spots bad travel how about getting a team off of what has to be the most frustrating game imaginable where like everything worked up until the point where anybody had to catch the ball. <laughs> and then after that, after that, um, you know, just like all the most important plays of the game went to the Steelers, but I don't leave that game thinking like the Ravens are bad or like they're unable to score or unable to beat teams. They're also like the most well-coached team in the league, or at least tied for it with about five or six other teams. So just, uh, yeah, seems like a bad travel spot for sure. Maybe they'll get bet against for that reason. Uh, three Baltimore for sure. Three and a half, like, nah. Like close to my number, maybe, but like three, yes. And maybe we get there. And, and I do think there's a difference between like the Pittsburgh, and I like Tennessee's run defense. There is a difference between the defenses that, that Lamar Jackson saw, the one he saw yesterday in Pittsburgh, and then one he'll see coming up on Sunday against Tennessee, where look like Rashad Bateman, that, did you see the Bateman drop yesterday? Yes. I also saw the Zay Flowers drops, which were like outrageous. Yeah. The, I, I think the Bateman drop, I've been watching football for over 30 years. I think it might be, I'm being serious. It yeah. might be the most egregious dropped pass. Like it was as if Rashad Bateman for a moment was like, oh my God, what sport am I playing again? Oh, that's right. Volleyball. Let me spike oh, right. this ball I'm into a the ground that's right in front of me. Right. Like, yeah. What? Like what? Oh, right. Oh, right. Like, I'm a, I'm a net minder. Right. Yeah, like, so, oh, right. Like he, he hit, like he like hit the ball downward instead of catching it. He was wide open in the end zone. Pretty yeah. ridiculous. Um, I, if you're looking for a tonic to cure the ails of a quarterback, of a passing offense, of a group of pass catchers, let me roll out the red carpet for you. Or I guess the red carpet in this instance would be like white and teal and navy, whatever stupid color scheme the Titans have. Uh, it's Here's the Tennessee Titans defense for you. I mean, how is this not like a hashtag get right spot for Lamar after what we saw last week going up against this defense? Uh, three, to me, Ken, I feel like it's, a, it's crazy town for the point spread here. And maybe it's just like Mike Vrabel always schemes up and like has a good game plan against Lamar. Like we've seen him do it in the past, obviously. I just think he's a little hamstrung with his talent on defense. Like the front, don't like the back end. And that's where I think the Ravens can take advantage. So I feel like Ravens three, maybe I lose, maybe the Titans win and Vrabel pulls another one out of his derriere. Ken, Ravens three is a bet that I'll I will definitely be making uh, coming up for Sunday if it's on the board. Yeah, it's just po it's possible we're going to have to make a decision on three and a half, which I would not really enjoy doing. Also, just like a lot of questions that have would ask would have to be asked in this game about like Tennessee's ability to score 
and you know like they were able to kind of they weren't able to do enough because they lost yesterday but they were able to like do enough to create a competitive game they had a couple like high leverage downs that didn't go their way settle for field goals a couple times but like created enough offense to play competitive football in this game like like it's gonna be like deandre hopkins again for like a lot and like credit to you like you had hopkins over yet i don't think you thought he was gonna do that yesterday but like he was great yesterday and and, and did it in the way that you described like no explosive plays just like here's like eight yards and 12 yards and nine yards and all this stuff like like that was the offense still like that's still brutal and i don't i don't have like their new upgraded i i usually wait till the week's over to update like the offensive and defensive percentages and ratings and everything and we have a game tonight but like their offense is still going to look terrible. Like it's going to be awful. And like the Ravens defensive numbers have been really good so far this year. I just, I, I agree that it's a mismatch three and a half with like a really good coach and a team playing three straight on the road is like not my favorite bet that I'd ever like to make. But I do think the Ravens are maybe more likely to win this game than their money line price three. Maybe it's like buy that. Maybe this is a game where you buy the three because the total is going to be like 38 probably at close. And like, that's, that's what you go with. But um, do like Baltimore, just don't love the prices right now, but think Baltimore is very likely to win. Uh, the Ravens uh, bet MGM right now, Ken, minus 185 on the money line uh, to win the game. I have the, my last note on this game for right now, and we'll talk about it more over the course of the week. This is going to—you ready for what's going to sound like a hot take? But I promise it isn't. But it will definitely sound like one. Are you ready for this? Sure. I don't think you're going to care that much, which is really funny. I, don't but I feel think like so people will people. Is this like a Taze Spears take like, or something? What is this? It is. It is. Yeah. He's uh he's better than Derrick Henry. Like the Titans' best running back is actually Ty J Spears. Now like, Henry can still get it going sometimes, and he had like a like a good game a couple weeks ago, right, against Cincinnati. So he's had some he's had some good games. Like he's capable of having good games still. Like just like watch the game and tell me that Spears is not better than Derrick Henry at this point in Henry's career. Like at some point, I'm not saying that Henry needs to be benched or that it needs to be like a a 50-50 split. They got to play Spears more. Like he provides a, a, an element of explosiveness that they don't otherwise have on the offense. He's actually really good. Um, so maybe that happens this week, and if that's the case, I actually feel like that would make me like Tennessee a little bit more. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen yet for Tennessee. Uh, but just want to get ahead of that now. That like Spears, I actually think he might be better than Derrick Henry already. I, it sounds like a sacrilegious statement, but I think it might actually be true. That's the Ravens and the Titans coming up on Sunday in London. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. P squared, B squared here for week six in the National Football League. Great to be simulcast right now by our friends at Stadium. I, I was hoping that we would get the Taylor Heineke ball this week in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Commanders. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, credit to him. I thought he actually played really well yesterday, and I've been killing him every chance I get. Ritter me this. How's he still the quarterback? Ken, he he played well yesterday, and the Falcons come from behind win against the Texans. Young Way Koo, uh, a 37-yard uh, field goal as time expires to give the Falcons a two-point win. Always try to get the best of the number. You could have had one and a, laid one and a half with Atlanta and taken two and a half with the Houston Texans. Atlanta gets the Commanders coming off their Thursday night blowout loss to the then-winless Chicago Bears. Point spread in the market, Ken. Atlanta two and a half. Two and a half, and the total is forty-two. Uh, thoughts here, please, on the Falcons and the Commanders. There, uh, there could be something really interesting going on with Atlanta. 
and I give Whale credit. We'll have him on in like an hour. He said it during last week's interview, on air or off air, I don't remember which one, but he said it like really briefly and it like clicked in my brain and I kind of remembered it just like in case it had what we saw last week or whatever, that, you know, there's teams have profiles, right? The Vikings always play close games. There's certain situations where you want to bet a team, don't want to bet a team. I'm sure a lot of people viewed the Steelers yesterday as like, oh, that's the classic Tomlin spot, like where you want to bet him in that kind of a situation. So, right, teams have kind of have these personalities. Is it possible that Atlanta is one of the starkest home road teams that we've ever had in NFL history with Ritter as the starting quarterback? Uh, it's possible. Um, I believe he has not lost a home start in his career so far. And so far this year, uh, they've won the home games and lost the road games and lost the road games badly and scored like one touchdown total, I think in the road games or something pitiful, something really bad. So, uh, oh, right. Next writing, he hasn't lost at home period. Like Scott Hansen had this on red zone yesterday that when he was in high school and college, he also like won every single home game. So there's just, is this going to be one of those oddities with NFL team, like they all have personalities, they all have these things that we think are true about them. Is is this going to be the Falcons thing that when they play home games where they just have to win basically to cover the point spread? And I say that, but they won by two and they closed two and a half yesterday. But like you get the idea where like the point spread kind of implies they just have to win to cover. Are they going to be a really good bet in those games? And when they go on the road, are they going to be an awesome bet against? And it kind of makes sense with Ritter, at least at the NFL high school, college. I have no explanation for it. But like at the NFL level, like if he sucks then he's going to be way better at home than on the road. Like, that's kind of how it's going to go. Because at home, you have, like, every natural advantage that you could possibly have in terms of, like, doing playing quarterback effectively. And on the road, you don't have some of those things. And he's bad. So, like, it would actually make a lot of sense if at home he was way better than on the road. And is that going to come, come across in this game? So it's just really interesting, like, there are other quarterbacks who have a little bit of this or it, you know, we think it's a thing and it's not. This is, like, the latest of, is is this a thing? Like, is this really a thing that you're going to want to play on him in every home game? Um, my number for the game, for what it's worth, is also two and a half. So I don't think there's anything like particularly crazy with this market. Um, but you could really talk yourself into you want to play on Ritter and the Falcons in these small home point spreads. I think that, that needs to be a new segment on the show. Is this a thing? And well, we'll baseball, with we have Thinger April or Thinger May. So that's kind of where it comes yep. from. Like th- Thinger, Thing or whatever. October, I don't know, Finger, first half of the NFL season, Finger Ritter. Yeah. I was going to say, Thing or, like, never loses at home. What is it? Right. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, that's right. Um, or thing, thing or doesn't matter if he's at home, I guess, because the thing would be he never loses. So it'd be like Thing or randomness, I guess is probably what we would call it. Uh, I am contractually obligated in a game with a low total and a point spread in the two and a half to one and a half range. I am obligated to ask, is this just, like, tease the commanders up to like eight and a half, capture three and seven. I think there's a, there are a couple options you could potentially pair it with. We could talk about Houston in that game against New Orleans. Um, is it just like tease Washington? I, my opinion, Eric Bieniemy can't help himself. They're going to throw the ball a lot in this game. I like this Falcon secondary. And like the commanders just let up six yards per carry to the Bears and Atlanta. You know what they want to do. He just wants a like, tech mobile playbook. Run, 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 run. Um, I don't know if I love the idea, Ken, but I think we should at least have the conversation about Washington teasers. Sure. Uh, it's it's worth noting, I mentioned, like, I thought Stroud's price would go down if A-Chan was hurt. But I also said, like, Bijan was still definitely someone who could win the award. Like, Stroud does not have a plus matchup this week. Like, we're talking about the rest of the season for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But just for one week, Stroud has a, a really minus matchup 
really might be really really minus because Tank Dell's not going to play, and Bijan has a pretty good bat. Home home commander is not bad. Like you would you'd sign up for that if you had you had seventeen games of that. Bijan probably won Offensive Rookie of the Year. So um, could definitely could be a kind of a get get back on track, get touchdowns game for him. Yeah, I mean I think these Atlanta games, you know they're they're kind of like these rock fight, low scoring. You know, like Atlanta's just been this very predictable team all year. And I think it's just finally start, finally time we start paying attention to what they've been doing in all these games and acting accordingly. And that would be that there's going to be a low scoring game and they're going to win it by some small margin. So I, I agree with you on the teasers. I actually, between Houston and the Packers tonight, I don't even know what my favorite teaser like would be. Like, oh, McDaniels has to blow out my team in order for me to lose. Well, that's never going to happen. Like it basically hasn't happened in his whole career. Uh, and you could kind of view this game with Atlanta the same way. And to, to what Ken said about Tank Dell for Houston, entered concussion protocol today, like not a good sign for him potentially playing on Sunday for the Texans. On the other side, we will talk about the Vikings and Bears. We'll talk about Justin Jefferson, and we have an injury update on Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. 